0: Hello again, <coughs> everybody. Uh, uh, um. <clears throat> it's the DSI, i back with another episode here. Um, it's a Tuesday, the 28th of December, post-Christmas episode. Um, and as, as the usual, follow me everywhere, TikTok, Instagram, or Twitter. Um... I know somehow if you log on to the site, it'll tell you where to go. Because I think I linked my Instagram, I think. So, just go to the profile. And uh, you can find me there on Spotify or or on Anchor or wherever else you guys listen from. Um, I know I look through the analytics once in a blue moon. And it says I'm coming from... It's probably coming from like um, Podbean or all those other uh podcast listening services because i don't get a lot of listens from spotify or anchor They're coming from off off site other places which is fine um but anyways follow me around so this is a post christmas episode i'm merry christmas to all i'm not the last episode was a little bit before and i'll probably do this episode and then i'm probably not going to do one for a cool minute because i kind of got i got my vacation to Cancun coming up and um, you know just things are going down so I'm not gonna probably won't get an episode up to mid January after this one you know and you got the New Year's coming up as well so I'm just not gonna be available uh, but anyways um, let me start off with the Matrix the Matrix So what I thought about it um, I had heard a lot of mixed reviews that it was good. I heard I was also kind of boring. I heard also it was kind of like dumb and I heard, I just heard a couple of things like about, it. just was hearing that it wasn't doing good against like seeing and it wasn't doing good in general against Spider-Man and I thought the trailers looked hard. I mean, I, you know, everything about it was good. I mean, in the trailer anyways. And visually, it looked good as well. But now that I've watched it, um, I understand what people are talking about. And and honestly, yeah, it's probably only a C plus movie. It's nowhere near as good as the first one. And I, you see, this is to me this is the problem with the movie. Um, This movie seemed like it should have been. It should have came out right after the third Matrix. Uh, But this is also... I think they kind of dropped the ball in the rewrites and they kept some things in. They didn't scrap some ideas. They scrapped some ideas and it just kind of like... And I understand now uh, the frustration people had with the movie. Uh, And to me this was like this was like the first matrix I kind of felt where it was more they tried to do a lot in in a short time and it kind of you know I don't know it just this is the first matrix that just didn't really hit on anything particularly well um, the action scenes were okay um, but also the plot was only okay. It wasn't like spectacular at any at any level. Uh, it's no longer you know top dog when it comes to visual effects either uh, which is to be expected because Marvel's hoarding up all the top CGI peeps you know and ideas. But nonetheless, I mean, I, the I mean, man, it's like I I kind of felt like uh, at first they try to to tell you that the Matrix one two and three uh, that the Matrix re uploaded itself rebooted itself obviously after the fall of you know the architect. And he reprogrammed everybody to believing that that was a video game. Now, that would have made sense, you know, right after the third one came out. Everybody was kind of into modern warfare zombies. And that kind of, that aspect of it, the, I forgot what they called it, bullet time. Or, you know, where they were freezing time. And then also like the, the zombie mode. I forgot what they call it the But to me that was like yo that was like a direct um That if this movie when it came out at the peak of modern warfare days, you know, which was like 2010, 2011 around around there, you know, 2009. I can't think how far back. I mean this movie and it and it had look if this movie had came out, you know, 10 years ago. It might have been. An, an amazing reboot. But. Again. I think they kind of missed the ball. Video games are no longer top dog. Number one enemy of. Civilization. I mean that's. Social media. I mean. Look what happened in the last couple of years. Social media. Has gotten out of control. And most people are living their lives through. Through. YouTube vlogs or Twitch streams or uh, Instagram influences and the likes and and I just think they dropped the ball there because they made no they made no effort to even talk about social media. They kind of just glanced over it, and I kind of feel like it, this is a major disconnection right then and there from the jump of the movie. Uh... Either they included it slightly and not to dog social media, but I mean, they got to stay current with the times of what's going on. And, you know, I think they could have easily written in the facet of the Matrix gave them technology to put themselves into technology in in a viral sensations and vlogs. And that's how they re, You know, people are, are like addicted to it but I think they kind of made it so that it was a video game and, and I just, you know so that was a major to me that was a major, major kind of drawback of the Matrix movie, I mean it was, it's now it's out of touch, it's no longer mind blowing like the first one I mean the mind blowing aspect of it the first one where I was like damn we could possibly be living in the Matrix is no longer there, that's no longer there um you know what I mean? And it's just one of those things, kinda like like, you know, from there the action is good, but it's only so good, it's not great. Um And again, I think if you're going as far as if you're talking about this overall message of you know, the LGBTQ B T Q message of you know, I, I think they dropped the ball there as well. Like, I, I don't know who wrote it or how long ago this is wrote. I mean, obviously, they talk about the binary a lot in the movie. And if you, you haven't figured it out, they're really talking about uh, binary as in you know transgender. If it's just if you're male or female, or if it if it could switch. Um, to non-binary, or you know, if there can be another binary, uh, multiple versions of the same binary. I mean, it's not, it's not so subtle that they put binary in there. I actually think that's what the game's called, The Matrix, or that's what the software he's using, binary. And I kind of felt I was like, oh, okay, and like, but again, it wasn't as. Well placed as the original. Like it was kind of just like. Thrown out there. Like. And, and obviously that the. It comes. To fruition. The very last of the moment. Where. You take the one that you remember as Neo. And it just switches. To the one as Trinity. Trinity is, is now the one. Um. So I kind of see like it, like it could be it could be male or female it could be whatever it wants to be, I understand that aspect of it. But I mean, it kind of was like it wasn't as good as you would as you would have hoped. Um, you know, it, it just it wasn't it wasn't as good. I mean, and not to do, I'm not dogging the movie. I mean, there was a lot to like about the movie. Um, liked all the throwback mentions to it. I liked that. The Merovingian was in there. I liked, um, they kind of explained how Morpheus came to be. I liked the, a lot of the CGI it was really good as well. I mean, um, the CGI was good, but it's just not revolutionary anymore. Um, you know, this is, this is on par with your standard Marvel movie or your Transformers or your Fast and the Furious movies, is just what it is, I mean, and I don't know, I think they spent a little bit more time on dialogue than they did action, uh, and, and again, there's no, you know, groundbreaking, I mean, everybody knows from the first Matrix, you know, that slow motion, dodging bullets, you know, that was so, like, nobody had ever seen that before, You know, wasn't it? And then everybody jocked it for a minute, even Spider Man and and so on. But they don't have any moment like that in this movie. Um, And I understand if they if they might make a number two, but I I mean honestly, the Matrix the Matrix kind of beat them already. They've already beat them Uh, because basically, I mean, I mean, what do they want to do? Start a war again? Where they wipe out? what is now IO and the humans can't really defend themselves which is why Niobe was hunkering down on the peace aspect of you know the peace between the machines and humans and it's understandable because um, it's just understandable I understand where, the, where she was going with that and honestly for Neo and Trinity go in there and fuck it up uh, You know put everybody else at risk that was, kind of, that was kind of fucked but I mean obviously You know they had to make the story so To me it didn't make sense on that I, I know Smith is out there Smith is some kind of like corporate douchey guy And they don't really <clears throat> I think they just threw him in there he didn't need to be there Um, I, I kind of felt like that was really lazily written as well uh, Agent Smith's, you know, purpose. And his whole purpose is he's just an anti-Neo. Um, You know, he's free. He's now basically a... He's now basically what the Merovingian is in the first Matrix or two. He's basically gathering up all the... The programs that were supposed to be purged or deleted or what have you, you know. That's just basically what Smith's purpose is now. Is just... He's... He gathered up, like, the Merrill Vinge and he gathered up, you know, so many people. And that's just his purpose now. And his purpose is he cannot... I guess he can't die if Neo doesn't die. You know, and so he's just in a constant battle with Neo. So, I mean, I guess, or the one, I guess that's fine, but, and he had beef with the new, uh, the new architect of the matrix, which is again, uh, again, fine. Uh, but then again, you know, I kind of feel like he didn't really need to be there. I mean, obviously they put him in there. They wrote him in, um, and they kind of had... You know... Him and Neil scrap it out for old time's sake. But I kind of, that's kind of what I feel about the movie. This movie was just for an old time's sake. If you like the other ones, you might like this one. Um, in the end... Trinity... Like I said, Trinity becomes the new one. And... Basically... Essentially... She's got the power to recreate the Matrix. But again... That's only limited to a degree because the machines have figured out uh, what to do with the people. The people just simply won't reject what they're doing, you know. She said they were saying, what are you going to do, paint rainbow skies? And Trinity said, yeah, and I kind of like that idea. And honestly, that makes a lot of sense. So they can recreate the Matrix how they see fit. But nonetheless, the Matrix is still running and operational. Um, They didn't solve anything, per se. It's one of those things like they didn't really, they didn't, you know, and they can't really awaken everybody because the machines will take out IO. And that's where I think that the Matrix and the machines have the humans beat. That they're probably not going to be able to delete the Matrix as they once saw and, and set everybody free. That's just not possible anymore and it's not going to happen. And to me, that's just, you know, the cycle of violence. The machines already beat the humans. I don't think the machines can't beat the humans straight up, you know. Well, I don't think the humans can beat the machines straight up. They just can't. So, I mean, there's another. there might be another war looming, but I don't know. Like I said, it was kind of lazily written, or I don't know how long ago it was written. And, you know, and the direction it took was not great. So, you know, I, I can only give it like a C. You know, it's, where it's rated at, like a 60 or 70% is probably right where it needs to be, because I kind of feel like that's about as good as it is, myself personally. So... Well, that's it. We'll come in. We'll discuss The Witcher when I get back, when I get off of work. And then uh, we'll uh, we'll talk about, you know, just a little bit of other things before the last episode of, this, of the year goes up and before I get the next one up. So hang tight. I'll be right back. Hey, what's everybody? I'm back. Um, it is shit. It's still the same day, but it's just later in the day. It's like three o'clock now. Oh, oh, shit. Oh. I'm driving home from work. Um, <clears throat> and I think I, 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 I'm coming down with the fucking sniffles. But I don't think it's COVID because I have my booster shot. I had it now for like about a week. Um, and uh, I don't have any. I just, I don't know. I got like a fucking <clears throat> a little bit of phlegm in the throat. But it's kind of weird because you think you would think, you know, like... Yeah, you know, the big one is everybody's got COVID. I don't think I have COVID. Um, but with all that said, let me <clears throat> let me wrap up the Matrix real quick. Um, you know, I think it's enjoyable if you if you just take it for the fact of if you don't dig deep for the deeper payload. That is a but I think that's kind of <clears throat> that's kind of counterintuitive to the Matrix in general of what it's supposed to be. But then again, it's not supposed to be that because um, The Matrix 1 was well written. It was so well written, it's still to this day it's up there, one of them are, and the more, and it was beautifully done as well. It's a crazy story. Um, and it hit all the, no, the nooks and crannies. And actually we even got A Matrix Resurrections solely based off of how well the first one did which led to the second and third ones wrapped up made a billion dollars and whatever you know people to this day I still hear I still see people tweeting that you know there's a glitch in the matrix you know I hear that phrase often. You know, not not as often as like other phrases now. You know, but I do hear it often. I do hear it, you know, I always hear people saying there's a glitch that's a glitch in the matrix. You know the simulation is not. You know the matrix isn't simulating. I, I hear that fairly commonly. Like it's just part of the lingo now. And you know what I you know what I mean when it, when I say things like, you know, man, you know, it's always some random shit happens. It's a, it's a glitch in the matrix. You know, and you know exactly what that means. You're like, damn, the matrix is tweaking. Something's happening. You know that's not supposed to be happening you know it's a glitch in the matrix and and honestly i see what they were trying to do i, I kind of feel like th- th- this movie would have been better off com- coming out 10 years ago you know having you know the first three run its course and you know 3 or 4 or 5 years gone by and then redo it it would probably does better. Jamal. This, this a lot of this stuff. Like the this, especially this stuff about the video game was a little outdated. Video games are no longer the primary young kid avenue. More is social media, Snapchat and and Instagram and and Facebook for a minute. Now it's TikTok. You know, and it's just like it's just so different now. Like the times we're in, and I don't think anybody even got. You know, now we got crypto coins and fucking... You know, I think people are sick of fucking cryptos. And I think they're sick of fucking hearing about NFTs and sick of fucking uh, social media and these TikTok dances. And, you know... The internet used to be a place where you went to go escape and, you know... And, I don't know, watch porn or fucking... Going online and gaming now, it's just like everybody's on there and they're trying, you know, the political side of the world has invaded it, as well as advertisement. It just turned into regular life online, you know, and it's no longer an escape like it once was. And you know, I could see the Matrix should have gone that route, should have somehow talked about that you know, being the Matrix, but I mean, they. Kind of were dated. Um, but if you if you take it at Phase Five, you go in there, you turn your brain off, and you do, and you don't get you're not searching for the deep pay dirt, and you just kind of want to follow up as to what happened with the characters. It's a good follow up. I'll give it that much. They do explain what happened to Neo. They they explain. Oh, there's a lot of cool stuff about it. I kind of felt like. They showed what happened with Neo. They, they showed what happened a little bit. You get to see a little bit more in the machine world. They explain a little bit what happened with the machines. Post uh, Matrix 3. Re- I don't know if it's Revolutions. Or whatever Matrix that is. I think there's Matrix Reloaded and then Revolutions. Um, post what happens, re- Revolutions. And, you know obviously you know they they said that neo he thought he was 20 years older but it was more like 60 years had passed since you know he sacrificed himself for the matrix or for zion and he broke the code he broke the architect and they and as was the case the architect was up for deletion so was the oracle as their models had since been, uh, de- de- what do you call it, devalued, in, and they were up for the purge or, or deletion, and uh, yeah, and then they another power rose, Smith was there, you know, there's a lot of aspects of it. I think they kind of try to add in a little bit too much of the old and not an, an original story, which kind of harmed it, but you know. Yeah, I, you know, it was a little bit harsh when I started thinking about it. Like, yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't Matrix-esque. It was just a Matrix movie. I mean, uh, in all honesty, and what they should have done was gone to um, Netflix with this. I think, or maybe like broken it up into. You um, see, if it was me, I would have focused because they kind of said. And they glanced over, and I was kind of that to me. What is what to me is what they really, they really missed. They really dropped the ball. They should have started with the machines at war with the machines, and what happened, and what happens with the humans. There's a whole movie that they kind of missed, right there, right there, man. They had it. I, that's part to me. One of the. Best things about um, the Animatrix is they showed how the humans and what happened between the humans and the machines initially, uh, and they broke it up in that. And that's why I was thinking maybe this could have been done in a Netflix series, like the pre-Matrix to the new Matrix, like focusing on the war, focusing on if they're gonna find bodies. You know, focusing on this and focusing on that, like what happened? How? Obviously, sixty years goes by. There's something's happened. People have died, and in you know, even though the machines are not at war with humans, the machines are at war with other machines, and the machines are vying for power. So, I think they kind of missed that. Maybe there's a maybe they will come out with a Netflix adaptation of the war, um, things of that. But, and I kind of feel like the, the Matrix won I don't really know what Neo and Trinity are going to be capable of doing um, changing the Matrix they're not going to free all the minds, they're just not um, the guy said that it was 99.9% accurate beyond even what uh, the architect. Wow! I just got cut off by a, a flash flood warning. But yeah, The Matrix. You know. In conclusion, yeah, I give it about a C rating. Um, hard to give it more than that. I don't really knock it for any less, but I mean, it's hard to give it more than like a, a C. It's not even a C plus. It's just kind of a C. Um. But yeah, go see it. I mean, I, I like I said, you might enjoy it. I, I thought it was kind of cool. Some, a lot of it was, cool, was cool. The story and stuff didn't add up in my eyes. But then again, I grew up watching the Matrix, and I watched the Matrix One probably like a hundred times now, and like every time the movie gets me of how solid it is and how, how you know the payout of it, you know. To me, that was just the craziest thing when Morpheus tells Neo, he's like, you know, this room is just a generator computer room, you know. He's like, what is reality if it could just all be computer generated? And then he tells him, he's like, the Matrix is built to en- enslave the human mind to turn them into this. And he shows him a battery. He's like a copper top or whatever. And he says and Neil's like, No, no way, I don't believe this. it can't, can't be real. It's like, you see for yourself, Neil. I've seen the fields and you know No way, he can't believe it. And he's and then, can't forget who's in there. He's like, he's gonna pop and he pops. And they free him and then like he's like, This can't be real, this can't be real. But then again I feel that it's real because You know, when you think about it, everybody, every day, just see, there's always glitches. People seeing ghosts, people seeing this, people seeing that, you know, just so, you know, to me, you know, fate and destiny, all of that plays into it. It's just like the one, the first, the Matrix one was so well written. It's it's insane. You know, and this one is just not on par, but that's that's another story. Moving on from the Matrix, let's talk The Witcher season two. Boy, oh boy, that is a good. You know, I can't get enough of The Witcher man. I mean, it makes me kind of want to play the video game. I know I'm a Skyrim, a Skyrim, Homer, but I, I mean, if the if the Witcher game is anything as close to what. The Netflix adaptation is, I mean, I'm pretty sure I would enjoy it. Uh, but season two picks up right where season one left off. You get, you know, there's so many characters uh, Yennefer, Fringilla, uh, you obviously got Geralt, Yasgir, Siri uh, of Sintra, you've got some of the, the Brotherhood of Mages or whatever they're called, you've got Niflgard. Nufgard or whatever. You've got Sintria You've got the monster names, the Leshies. Um, oh, there's so much going on. The, what is it? the main villain of the movie is the Deathless Mother or something. Uh, she's a witch. And she is trying to get free from this world to the other world. Now this is where it gets confusing. It, you see, the season one was confusing timeline wise. Uh, the Witcher was confusing to me a little bit. Be, on this season two, even though the timeline is pretty much straightforward, like they do something and then something else happens somewhere else, and they're doing and a lot of chess pieces are moving. Uh, is in the realm of, but I don't know if if you play the game if it makes any more sense. They call it the conjunction or... And supposedly every so often... um, Our world is like a sphere. And like there's different realms and every so often they're like bubbles. And they collide into each other. And that's when like... And if you... This is kind of has to do with if you watched... like um, Thor or you know, Loki in the multiverse there's other things happening in other places you know, Thor the dark world is probably the closest I could assume like when all the realms align you know, certain things happen and I think what's happening is there hasn't been one of those, I forget what they call it. I don't know if it's Conjunction or it's uh, something like that. Something along those lines. I'd have to watch it again. I don't know if I will. I know I did like it and I would probably wouldn't watch season three. But um, basically, it hasn't happened for a while. And the, they're like the elves have a lot of elder blood. And the royal families have been protecting, you know, their their bloodlines because they're they're pure of blood and they come, they don't come from, they don't come from Earth here. And the Earth here, it's kind of like now that, you know, the elves had magic, and they they hoarded it for a while, and then I don't know what happened, but they taught the magic or they gave magic to humans. And they're half, you know, they're called half-bloods or whatever. Like Jennifer is a quarter blood, but as the elves' true blood thins out, and the human bloods are, you know, the balance is is shifted in the, across the land. And you know, there's a lot of tension now. The elves want their land back. They were once the rulers. dwarf the dwarves want their piece of the pie. Um, The Witchers had noticed that all of a sudden a lot of, you know, monsters have been stirring. Uh, Niflgard is on the warpath. They already sacked Sintra, which they sacked last season. Um, There's a lot of moving pieces. And eventually, you know, it all boils down to Ciri's got elderblood, which is pure blood. She has the power of perhaps birthing or using her blood to cure things. Um, I'm not exactly sure what the the elves want with her. I think they want her to have babies. And you know, it's just one of those things, man. Like, eventually every faction and facet of power in the land is now hunting and looking for Ciri. And She's accompanied by more or less Geralt of Rivia, the witcher. And um, you come to find out, too, that, that she can pro- she can make more witchers. That the Elder Blood is one of the key ingredients to making more witchers. And you find out her, her, her blood is key ingredient to, like, everything. Which is why now she's in, like, high demand. Um, the season is, like, I think it's, like, eight episodes long but it's a it's a phenomenal I, I really like the way a lot of the monsters look um, I like the way the deathless mother was using everybody and and, and escaped uh, I like the fact that Siri went on a rampage she's trying to protect herself learn from Geralt. Uh there's a lot there's a lot to like about it I like that there was other witchers he was more the last season uh, Geralt was more on his own. This one, he went to his home, stopping Grounds, and you got to see other witchers doing other witcher things and just dive a little bit more into the witcher culture and how it came to be, how wide Geralt is the way he is. Uh, Yennefer loses her powers, but I don't know if it's more that she lost her powers or they were um, nullified for a bit. Um, especially when, you know, the Deathless Mother got wind of her. Uh, she attracted, she attracted, and honestly, all three characters that went to go see the Deathless Mother, uh, which was Fringilla. I can't think of the, the elf leader, um, her name, and Jennifer. uh, they all they all suffered uh, a horrific fate. Basically, um, the elf leader—I can't think of her name off the top of my head. She was given a child. They bore a child, and then the child ended up dying. And with all that pain and suffering, that sat that sated the thirst of the deathless mother, Yennefer. Uh, Was in agony the whole time. Because of her power loss. She couldn't do anything. Um, And then. Fringilla was on a warpath. To get power. And then they just swiped it. From her. They swiped all her power. She politicked all the way up. From the bottom to the top. And they swiped it from her. And. uh, At the end of the season. They come to find out that. I can't think what's the. I don't know the names of the army. I don't know, the army that attacked Sodin. It might be Niflgard. or Niflgard. The leader is Siri's dad. You couldn't find out that he, he had been away. He was on his route. Uh, they wanted answers of why they hadn't gotten this, this that, or this and that done, and basically kind of find out he's like I tasked you to find my daughter and you know now I have to do it myself which is which is kind of interesting because I thought the mother and and father had died It'll be kind of interesting to find out what how that all plays out I mean obviously everybody that's watched the Witcher has liked it so I'm kind of wondering if we're going to get a season three. Obviously, that's how Netflix does season three. So hopefully we get a season three out of it. I don't know how long it's going to take. But, you know. The, the, the series is good. Um, there's just enough action and blood and guts everywhere. There's just enough nudity. There's just enough juicy storyline now now I'm getting a better idea of how all the clans and how all the mages and how the witchers and how everybody's vying there's a there's a big power vacuum in the and I I don't know why that term has all of a sudden come to the forefront of a lot of American stuff there's a power vacuum that's Centria was wrecked and now people are on the move And now different things are happening. And now there's a a mad dash. Basically a a mad scramble for power. Uh, And it's a mad scramble. There's no two ways about this. It's just... There's just a mad scramble. I think I kind of figure like... I kind of feel like... There's so much death and so much anguish on the horizon. And only one... Or two people are going to come out of that unscathed. You know. From the power struggle that is. And everybody's hunting everybody. And nobody's really an, has an alliance. And it's just kind of like. Damn. like it, This season really set itself up for season 3. To be in a, an amazing season. I, I don't see it not being an amazing season. I just see it kind of being like. Fuck. Like this could really rock hard. And. And. I liked season one. I was a little bit confused at the timeline, then I got it at the end. I was like, "Oh, okay, I understand now." This season picks up right where it left off, and it kind of just goes straight through it, straight through the story. Um, you know, things how and I and I really I really enjoyed it because I was watching it and I kind of binge watched. I watched the first like three or four episodes like spaced out over a couple days, and then I watched like the last four. Like in a row Like I finished the last four Cause I was like I was like dog What's gonna happen And then I knew it was like The last episode And I was like Oh man Had that sinky feel like You know You know I was like Oh man Man These cliffhangers Sometimes get you Boy they just get you You know It's good TV It's good You know Bravo to the... To the directors of The Witcher there. have a phenomenal cast. Um, Every single character's got... Something going on. I like that each of them. They're not good in 2 shoes Yennefer's got all kinds of problems. Yasgir has... Problems for days. Garal has his own flaws. Ceres I I like the balance of, of Ciri. Ciri comes off as being like... Just a little princess. Um a soft spoken character and at the end of it they gave her the murderous uh, rampage of the witchers and and now her powers far exceed everything and now they went all the way back to her being she's going to need protection because or maybe not I mean it depends on how you feel about it I kind of feel like she's not going to need much protection because she could just magic the fuck out of everybody and that couple, which she's getting taught how to fight via Geralt, who's probably, I don't know if he's number one, number two, or in the top three witchers out there who can slay any beasts. So she shouldn't be. And this is the one thing that's oddly curious to me about the witchers. And I'm not exactly sure if I might have to ask somebody about this. But to me, the witchers are beast hunters. And to me, there is no crazier animal to hunt than another human or another human being. I mean, they they hunt in monsters of the world. But I mean, there are I mean. The, there's monstrous people in this world. I mean, let me just put it that way and break it down to you that way. Um, I don't know no animal in the animal kingdom that will do the the amount of damage that another person will do to another person they're just simply not the animal out there that will do that and even some people will say well rattlesnakes are bastards uh sharks are bastards um crocodiles are real bastards i mean there's some real bastard animals out there yes there are some beasts out there that us as humans are just better off not fucking with. Komodo dragons. Yes. You know... You came in, feared, you know, the saber tooth and... And, and woolly mammoths were a, a massive beast that needed to be tamed at one point. Yes, there are some beasts that are just far out there, crazy. You know, there's some toes that... Or there's some, you know... Adam was that bite you and you're you're done the black Mamba, but overall i mean that's a that's a rare incident. It's a rare that's a rare kind of occurrence whereas you know ain't nothing worse than sending your kid to school or at a babysitter's house and do some unimaginably horribly fucked up shit. There's nothing worse than that dreadful sinking feeling. That, that's something an animal cannot give you. Whereas another person can give it to you. And I'm kind of curious. If the witcher, you know, in all his beasts slaying. If at the end of this, he will have to fight the ultimate beast. And, and somebody who's probably stronger than him that's a man that that's where I'm kind of he's hes he already see he can fuck up every other beast so I'm kind of wondering if he's going to take a giant loss perhaps be, become maimed at one point or just defeated flat out like against another man or major wizard I'm kind of wondering now that he's got a huge target on his back if that's ultimately what's going to become of him, his fate, if or if he'll overcome that, you know, it's just kind of one of those things. I'm, I i do not know. I would kind of like to have some closure into that aspect, but uh, nonetheless, nonetheless, man, I mean, the Witcher, the Witcher is phenomenal. <clears throat> I can't stress that enough. I mean, from season uh, season one, now we're season two, and from all the episodes, have been really good. This season two was way better than season one. Uh, I like the direction they took. I like pretty much everything about it. I like. I like the scenery is amazing. Um, you know, I like that there's a war. The war there's a war about to break loose. They just had one battle, but the war, the war is coming. Uh, I don't know the name of the land in The Witcher. I don't know if it's Middle Earth or what kind of a I mean, it kind of seems like it's set in Europe somewhere but this is kind of like there. it kind of feels like there's a war about to break loose and there's going to be uh, mass tragedy and a life uh, a, a loss of life unimaginable Coming out of, you know, the Witcher area. I kind of feel like that's where it's going. That's where it's headed. And and I'm all for it, man. I, I kind of want to see people just slaying each other. I want... I want see, this is kind of what I liked about The Walking Dead when it first started. There was just... You got... You enjoyed a character and they were like, alright, let's kill him. Let's give him a brutal death. And they kind of gave a lot of characters brutal deaths in the beginning. And I kind of feel like The Witcher's is heading there into like early ages of um, The Walking Dead. I kind of feel like Jennifer could get cut out. Fringilla can get fucked up. You can get some of those the Brotherhood people, the mages, the wizards fucked up. I feel like the leaders of some of these armies can get fucked up. The elves can get fucked. Um, I feel like the witches could take more losses. I think the witches just took a massive loss towards the end of the season. But I feel like they could become wiped out. Like, they could just get wiped out. Um, leaving only Gara as a, the lone remaining Witcher. And with no... way of producing Witches other than... getting it out of Syria. I mean, you can kind of see where that... You know, you could kind The table is set for a bloodbath. That's what I really... I was like, but... Getting to this point, you kind of... The story The story is good, man. I mean... Um, everything from the Deathless Mother and everything all that. The different realms colliding. Who's series eventually. Um, they touched on a, a lot of the magic powers. Yennefer came back kind of strong. Gave another strong performance. Um, you know... Yaskier hit hit some good notes. Had some good songs. Uh, he wasn't as involved as this this time around as much as the first time. But I don't really mind that. I kind of feel like... He got a lot of shine in the last series. Or the last season. And this, time, this one, he just was kind of there. I, I, I understand that, you know. But nonetheless, he, he still killed it the, the little bit he was in there. And... Uh, <clears throat> yeah, I mean... If you want, you know, if you want to watch it, I say go right forward. Because I, I give The Witcher two thumbs, 2 thumbs up. I'd probably give it a 9 out of a 10. I, I think what stalls it from being a perfect, perfect show. uh, uh The obvious thing is the cliffhanger. Like, you know there's going to be another season. There's no definitive end to this season. Uh, which, you know, it's, it's okay. And then I just... I kind of feel like... The other, the only other issue that I have... there's, And it's not really an issue. The only other issue I have is that like... To me, the story was short. Like, I know the Deathless Mother... And that kind of took a big... That kind of took a big chunk of it. But a lot of it was kind of like... It was just setting the stage like... A certain area... The story would advance slightly... And then it would like, okay, well, we're going to catch up these other characters, what they did. We'll get slightly, and then the story will go back and then push it up a little bit, push it up a little bit, and it kind of, it kind of seems like only a couple of weeks happened, which I mean, I guess, you know. But I mean, it was good nonetheless. I probably, i give, give it a 9 out of a 10 easily. Just some just some minor things. I mean, I would have loved to see more more action, a little bit more war. Uh I would like to see a big battle. It kind of wasn't wasn't that. They kind of went more of the beast route, more CGI, but I would have loved to see the two armies square off. But I I get that's not part of their strategy. Yeah, I guess that's coming next season or the season beyond. I don't know how many seasons we're going to get, but again, um if you haven't seen the watch The Witcher Watch season one. Season two is pretty fucking good too. Season one is amazing. That's what kind of why I was like, "Wow, season one was all of that," and then season two was really good. I mean, I I don't got no complaints, man, none whatsoever. Uh, with that said, I am heading out to Cancun. Um, this time next week, I should be dipping my toes in some warm water, uh, enjoying the um, eighty-four degree weather and getting out of this thawing out of this forty and fifty degree weather. Uh, Drinking a margarita You know, today is uh, Tuesday Or Monday Not Tuesday Yeah, I should be there, I should be there now Like, sipping a, a sipping a margarita in my hotel Enjoying some shrimp tacos, you know That's kind of what I feel like Um, I'm, I'm on the final countdown, man I'm on the final fucking countdown You know, I've been planning this vacation for a long time and it's here, you know, right around the New Year's. I knew this time was going to be a time, you know, just a time to get away, unplug and things of the nature. But with well, all that said, guys, I want to wish you guys a happy New Year's. Uh, a Merry Christmas once again. Uh, I'll catch, I'll see you guys in the New Year. I'll give you a, a full detailed play-by-play of what happened in Cancun. You know, we'll talk about that. You know, traveling was something I like to do. Uh, something I used to talk about early in my early podcast days. I haven't really been much traveling because of COVID and because of, you know, lockdowns and and vaccine restrictions and things of the nature. But here we are, you know, and this Omicron is a real bitch getting a vaccine. I don't know. I hope everybody gets the vaccine. I mean, I know the anti-vaxxers are on some bullshit. Okay. But nonetheless, I mean. Really, like... I I don't understand. I, I always go back to... If you don't trust the vaccine, but you trust fast food, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, you trust drinking a soda, but you don't trust the vaccine? Like, come on, dog. Come on. You trust McDonald's, but you don't trust science? Like, that's where, to me, where I kind of draw the line, where I kind of, like... I claim some bullshit because a lot of the anti-vaxxers, half of anti-vaxxers, or maybe even a big majority of them are not full-blown vegans or naturalists, what I like to say, people who grow their own natural food. Um, they're not. They, and even if you get soy products, who get who used to say that those soy products aren't tainted? That's why I kind of feel like, why well, I said... Back a while ago, those Impossible Burgers are some bullshit too. Because, you know, the the Impossible bur- Burgers were no meat. And then, if you think back thirty years ago, they got rid of meat, put in soy products. Then they went, oh, now everybody was offering one hundred percent beef. Uh, and they went, they just sell, they just repackaged the bullshit they were selling you and calling it an Impossible Burger, supposedly no meat in it, but it tastes like meat. Well, what the fuck are you even eating? What are you even eating? And a lot of people go, oh, I don't eat fast food. Fuck out of here. Most most anti-vax people fucking eat fast food and drink beer and, and, and drink sodas and go to Starbucks. So, and you trust what's in that. But you won't trust to go get a little shot to help, you know, things out. You're on some bullshit. So, with all that said, guys, I'm out. I'll catch you guys in the new year. Stay safe, everybody. And uh, enjoy, enjoy your time with your family. I'll catch you guys later. Peace.